don't let you know the the societal norms yeah. that that these corporations have ingrained in us to think that we have to do to be a success don't let that dictate your your outcome because you yeah. don't have to take the quote unquote traditional road to success to end up at a successful destination when life gives you lemons what do you do with them over here at the squeeze we, we talk, talk about, about it, it. you little lemon drops happy wednesday i'm taylor lautner i am also taylor lautner hmm. that's a first and we're here and we're here we've never done that live in studio no it was sarcasm babe oh okay i can't believe we're in september <sighs> yeah that's crazy yeah where'd the year go man are you guys feeling feeling like that too because i yeah. feel like i just this like, one flew by Blinked. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Like we were just talking about, we haven't seen our best friends. They moved to Austin and we haven't seen them since our wedding. And that's almost a Coming year up ago. In a year. Yeah. 10 months. Nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Aside from that, um, I am very excited. It's September because it is technically fall. Yeah. We got all that pumpkin spice fall drinks that are out now. They got some fun flavors. Yeah. And we can, um, we can pull out all of our fall decor. Yeah. Get the house looking all cute and cozy. Yeah. Let's go. Get it looking cute before we make it looking scary for Halloween. Yeah. I'm ready. I love it. Well, we um we have a very exciting episode today. We do indeed. Yes. Who do we have? Mr. Bobby Burke. Yes. In the flesh. He is here. Um, that was so fun. I mean, from the second he walked in, I was excited because he just has like a very like fun, infectious kind, personality. Yeah, a great energy about him, and oh, also yeah. his outfit was really cute. Yeah, he walked in and I instantly, you know, I was like, "Oh, Taylor's gonna love his outfit." Yeah, I want to go steal his entire outfit right now. Yeah, well, you know where it's from. Okay, um, I do. But yeah, it was fun seeing him again. We met him um, at the CMT Awards last year. We had a fun little um, moment with. Him and the rest of the cast that we kind of like talked about, or I guess I didn't have the moment. You had the moment and you shared the moment with me, but we talked about it in the episode. Did you not meet them? Um, I did when we were leaving. Yes. They we were walked out. Yes, out yes, there. yes. Yeah. They okay. were all out there. Yeah. Um, They're all great. Bobby, ironically, was the one that I talked to the most backstage there. Yeah, that is so funny. Getting to know all of them. And I, me and Bobby hit it off immediately. Besties. Yeah, really are. Um, but yeah, today was great. He's interior designer extraordinaire, you know, just style took, guru. I was going to say, I took everything in my willpower not to ask him questions about interior design. <laughs> he was yeah it's probably probably a good thing you didn't yeah yeah but he also just came out with a book yeah which is really awesome because it like merges his love for interior design in your home yeah and mental health yeah i'm so excited to read the book it just came out we're linking it below talk about it in the episode obviously but just how you know how your home correlates to your mental health and how those two are intertwined, whether we realize that or not. And I, f- I feel like I really relate to that this past year because it's been 
so busy and hectic for us. And we've had a lot of construction at the house and, you know, changing things around, moving things. It's been a little hectic and we haven't had like our safe space that's quiet and like serene. Like I've, I've really learned this year to value, you know, our home and that environment that it provides. It's important. I mean, your, your home, your house, your, wherever you live, like that is where you recharge your battery and you go out into this crazy world. Yeah. You know, you, you work, you deal with the stresses of life. And when you come back home, that's that's your recharge. Yeah. So it's super important that you make your home have that environment to be able to recharge you when yeah. it's time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys, for the ones you guys are, who are listening on the audio, Remy's just being a complete ham. Yeah. And one of us named Taylor Lautner is very distracted by it, apparently. <laughs> well, also, one of us talked about needing ADHD medication in this episode. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, you guys are really going to enjoy this one. It's yeah. super fun. He's incredible. We love you, Bobby. Thanks for coming on. Yes. Enjoy this. We'll see you on the other side. All right, everyone. We have a guest that we're very excited about today. And that is the one, the only, Bobby Burke. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm very jealous of your outfit right Of my outfit? Yeah. Todd Snyder. Okay. Yeah. Love Todd Snyder. Me too. I wear a lot of it. Okay. I did think that when you walked in. I was like, oh, Taylor's going to like his outfit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He he stepped out of the car and I was like, dang, that's a good one. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. You you can finish your story that I made you stop. Yes. So we were talking before we started rolling um, about a funny story about uh, a a different celebrity getting nervous just about going up on stage. Um, And I like I feel that same way. Uh, and I'm not nearly as cool as the person that we were talking about. <laughs> but when we were backstage last year, like I last know. year now, right? Or was it the year before? I know. It's so hard with COVID. Like it could have been a year ago. It could have been 10 years ago. Yeah. And yeah. I think, uh, I think it was 2022. I think it was beginning like-ish, like April we were of engaged. 2022. Okay. We were engaged. And we got engaged. So yes, okay. it was last Year. Okay. Probably. So last year at the CMT Awards, I feel like I became um, the six, six, <laughs> the, six, the yes. six member of Queer Eye um, because they just became my besties backstage. When, okay. So we're like sitting out. He goes back to present and I'm still like sitting in the audience. Uh-huh. Um, he presents whatever comes back. He goes, you're not going to believe who I was hanging out with. <laughs> I was like, what? Who are you hanging out with? He's like, the Queer Eye guys. I was like, oh, really? He's like, I love them. <laughs> he was like, we were, having, we were talking about this and we were laughing. And he, he was just like so excited. I was like, I love this for you, huh? Yeah. I love it for oh, you. I was on cloud nine. But anyways, I was, I was freaking out. I get very nervous about that stuff. Yeah. Like live presenting and being on stage and stuff. All of that freaks me out. See, it's funny. I don't get nervous about like presenting at the Emmys or going up. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. bother me. 
one-on-one interaction or like small group interactions. I'm like, yeah. like that I get nervous or like, yeah. because when I'm on stage, like I am, yeah. I'm a character. I'm yeah. playing myself, but I'm still, I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm putting on this face of, oh, I'm not nervous, you yeah. know, and I, I, yeah. can, I can make myself be okay. But when it's like really me, like being me and yeah. not just saying what's on a teleprompter, yeah. that, that gets me more nervous. Yeah. If there's a teleprompter, <laughs> Yeah. Nothing makes me nervous. Sign me but up. But it's when I have to actually like yeah. really be cool and have to like be cool on my own. That scares me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I feel that. I love that. I do feel that. Should we do our citrus game so we don't forget? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We forget it every we forget. week. Yeah, we forget it a lot. Oh, sorry. Okay. All right. Let's see. This is a segment called Citrus Got Real. <laughs> um, and these are full of random questions. We'll see what you pulled. If you were transported 400 years years into the past with no clothes or anything else Mm. how would you prove that you were from the future Mm. (laughs) why the no clothes yeah why the no clothes well i would assume the no clothes because if you were transported with your clothes like your clothes would clearly differentiate you from the people around you definitely um hmm how would you prove you're from the future maybe i would like See, I didn't really pay attention in history class, so this wouldn't really help my case. But I was going to say maybe I would like predict what was going to happen. Yeah. But like, then, de- depending on how far back you go, they could think you're like a witch and then just kill yeah, you. Yeah, they would just kill you. Yeah. Yeah, they would think you were a wizard, not a yeah. future person. Yeah. yeah. Um, or time future person, not a future person, <laughs> or time traveler. <laughs> I didn't question it. I did not even question it. Um. Yeah. Huh. Very difficult. I don't, yeah, no, yeah, because I was getting to just say, I was like, oh, uh, depending on how long I had to prove it, I would talk about something that's about to happen, but you're right. I would probably get burned at the stake. Yeah. 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 Because anything. She's a witch. She's a witch. Burn her. She's a witch. (laughs) That's what would happen. There's some some wild things you could say that people would just be like, absolutely not. Yeah. If there's no, if if I know I'm not going to get killed for being a witch, I would say that something that's going to happen or like show them something yeah show them something that was invented in the future that you can yeah yeah like the wheel yeah the wheel <laughs> the sandal the i was gonna oh. say tampon <laughs> show them a tampon <laughs> you're like i got transported 400 years back and the only thing still with me was my tampon yeah i was getting to say i'm like well what about if you have like metal parts or something in your body but oh, i yeah. guess a tampon is also tampon something in your body. Okay. <laughs> I was well. I was going to say like show them a filling, but they pro- well, no, they probably didn't. Four hundred years ago, wouldn't have gold fillings back no. then. Like, not that I have a bunch of gold fillings either, but I feel like I got silvers, right? Yeah. I don't have any. Yeah, I got a couple. Do you have no cavities? Wait, you don't have a you don't have a cap on. Yeah, like the silver. You don't have a silver on. Yeah, I have a couple. I have a couple little small silver ones. Wait, isn't that just a film? Isn't a silver like cap thing? Okay, never mind. <laughs> We're getting very off track. This is what I'm talking about with this filling. Well, when you have a question like yeah. 400 years of no clothes and that it's, yeah, very it's bound to go down a weird hole. Yeah. Yeah. Tampons and all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like not to go back to the tampons, but it's bound to go down a weird hole. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling today's episode was going to go like this. And I love it. (laughs) 
So something, as you guys know, that has been a huge part of my mental health journey, Taylor's mental health journey, journeys as individuals and as a couple has been therapy. Amen. And that is why I am so excited to share our next sponsor with you guys, which is Cerebral. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support, 100% online. You will experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. I love that Cerebral is 100% online because that means you have no excuse. You have to go. Yeah. Like, There's no, oh, I don't have time to go drive. It's too long of a drive. No, you can do it on your lunch break. You can do it before work, after work. And it's honestly just, it's convenient. Yeah. It's convenient and they have great therapists. Yeah. And it's, it'll just keep you accountable too. So we highly, highly encourage that you guys check out Cerebral because therapy has just done wonders for us. And we know it'll do the same for you. To get started on your path towards better mental health, Cerebral is giving our listeners 15% off their first month of online therapy, medication, or both. Get started at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code the squeeze to make 2024 your best year yet. That's Cerebral, C-E-R-E-B-R-A-L dot com slash podcast and use code the squeeze. Offer is only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. See site for details. Get going on that therapy. Okay. <laughs> Should we um, segue from the tampons, <laughs> holes, and fillings? Yeah. Uh, please. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would love nothing more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, diving straight into what we love to talk about here on Squeeze, which is mental health awesome. you have been um you've been very open about your mental health journey uh-huh. um and while doing our research i kind of just wanted to go back to the beginning mm-hmm. like your upbringing if you're open to that yeah, because sure. i i read that your mom had you when she was very young mm-hmm. you were adopted mm-hmm. by your aunt yeah. and you grew up in an amish town uh, a lot of our neighbors were Amish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and still are. Wow. Yeah. How, how, how did growing up in that environment, um, what effect did that have on you? Like starting as a child? Um, I mean, I, I never really felt like I belonged there. Yeah. yeah. You know, I remember even it was like five or six, I think. And we were at this coffee shop that my dad and I used to go to in the mornings. And one of the old farmers, they were like, boy, you don't belong here, do you? You belong in New York City or something, don't you? Wow. That and I was not- like, well, I don't even really know what that means. But if it's not here, then yes. <laughs> oh um, yeah, it just, I, I was always a fish out of water. There. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it had a huge effect on me. You know, it had a huge, huge effect on my mental health and my, my feeling of self-esteem throughout my whole life. Like growing up as a child, like. Yeah. Never really fitting in. You never really shake that. Yeah. 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 We've had a few guests on that. I've had, you know, similar upbringings to that, knowing they were gay and growing up in, you know, in a community like that. We've had a guest on that was literally like just shunned from his family. And yeah. those stories always sadden me, but it's so amazing the, you know, the outcome of like where your life is. And I feel like those 
the hard upbringings like that really just have like projected. Um, it's given you a lot of like, like shaped. Yeah, you. shaped you yeah. into yeah. you know. Agreed. Having you yeah, know, I mean, if I had had it had it easy, you know, I probably wouldn't be where I yeah. where I am today. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, you know that definitely drove me to do more. Yeah, kind of drove me to prove them wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. If there's like a cliff note version, because I just think this. I mean, just going off of you know your upbringing to yeah getting you to New York, you mm-hmm. literally. You moved out when you were 15, mm-hmm. like worked at Applebee's, lived in your car. What was like that time period of like that to, you know, obviously that's a large time period from then to <laughs> Applebee's in New York. But like what what was that like a cliff note version of that? Um, Like you said, I, I left at 15. You know, I um, I knew I was gay, but I knew I really couldn't come out there. Yeah. Um, but I knew I. I had to, like, I couldn't live wearing a mask anymore, not an N95, you know, a, an yeah. actual, like, mask of nobody in the world knows who I actually am. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of, you know, get the hell out or yeah. get out in a different way. Yeah. yeah. So I, I left at, at 15 and, like you said, lived in my car. I, I lived on the street for a week once. Um, I couch surfed a lot. Yeah. Um, Applebee's, as you mentioned, was always kind of my fallback job. Anytime I'd lose a job somewhere else, I'd always go back to Applebee's. <laughs> um, uh, so then at 17, I, uh, I moved to Denver. Okay. Everybody asks, why Denver? Oh, yeah, yeah, why Denver? I knew one person in the world that didn't live in Missouri and they lived in Denver. Okay. <laughs> so that's why I chose Denver because I okay. knew somebody there. Yeah. Um, and I moved to Denver at 17 and then at 20 or 21, I moved to New York. Um, I had, I'd went there to visit. I met somebody. I fell in love. I went to move to New York for him. We broke up before I even moved there, but I, I fell in love with the city. Yeah. So I, I just knew it was where I needed to be. So I moved there 2021, 20, I think. Wow. And I kind of went from job to job. I worked at Restoration Hardware, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, Italian Lending Company, uh, um, a furniture company called Portico. Mm-hmm. And then after Portico, they went bankrupt one day. And, and that night I started my own company. Wow. Um, I had built their e-commerce division. Okay. And so that night I like quickly got into their database and cloned the database I had built for them and registered bobbybrookhome.com. And I'm like, maybe I'll sell a sofa or two while I look for another job. Yeah. Um, but it actually did well. I was probably one of the first um, online retailers of furniture yeah. in America, at least. Um, my biggest hurdle was getting manufacturers to sell to me because they're like, what online? No one wants to buy furniture online. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to piss off our brick and mortar stores. Yeah. I'm like, Little <laughs> do you know, your brick and mortar stores will be gone soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so online did well. And then I opened up my first store in, in Soho in New York and Thanks. then in Miami and then Atlanta and then LA. Uh, and the brand was, was doing really well. And then I just opened up a design division. And as that became more successful, I started closing stores because retail sucks customers are mean um it was more fun designing yeah um and that was 2015 and then 2017 i was we moved to new york and i'm sorry we moved from new york to la in 2015 and then 20 end of 2016 i started getting calls to audition for a show yeah um and yeah long story short it was a show i never thought in the world i thought i would get like I, i didn't really i had no desire to be on tv yeah. Like being famous was never on a list of things I wanted to do. Yeah. I oh I had done some other TV things before, but it was always things to just 
bring brand awareness to my stores. It right. was always just to build my brand. Right. Yeah. And my brand just happened to be my name. I always said if I knew my brand was going to be successful, I would have come up with a different name <laughs> because <laughs> calling it my name forced me to be the face of it. Yeah. Right. And it, it, the more and more I was the face of it, the more and more I was like, I don't like being the face of it, but I had no <laughs> choice at that point. Yeah. Um, so I, I would always like do things on HGTV and stuff to like build that brand. Yeah. So yeah, being famous was not on my list of things. Yeah. And sometimes it's still not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here you there. Sometimes I'm like, I should have thought this through. Yeah. Yeah. When That's you it. like when you moved out and just kind of went for it, were you were you terrified or were you like so young that it, you know, it kind of like you didn't think about that? I I can't say I've ever been terrified to do anything wow because uh, I, I think i think fear comes from a fear of failure and I, I don't get me wrong i do have a fear of failure but there's never been like that safety net to like the mm. backup plan it's just like there's no parents to fall back on there was no trust fund there was no yeah. you know yeah. there was barely anything in the bank account there was nothing to fall back on so i was never scared because like <laughs> Life sucked anyway. Right. Yeah. Life already sucked. So trying something new, there's no way it could have made it worse. Yeah. You know, life was already hard. So yeah, I can't say that Beth then like I was yeah. scared. It was more just like, oh, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna make it work. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. makes sense. I feel like you're the perfect definition of this. And correct me if I'm wrong in any of this, but you have no high school diploma. Correct. You, you Well, know. I do have um a doctorate. Oh. Honorary. I'm oh. still a doctorate. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm a doctor now. Um, I'm also an ordained minister. Oh. So you can call me Reverend Dr. Bob. You don't have to be crazy about it. You don't have to say <laughs> Reverend Dr. Burke. Reverend Dr. Bobby is fine. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed. I love it. But, okay. So when you, when you did this, you know, this move and you just went for it, mm -hmm. you're the definition of, you know, you packed up your bags and you chased your dreams. Yeah. Um, what would in became and are very successful in chasing your dreams? What would you say to someone out there that is afraid of taking that non-traditional route and being like, you know, oh, you know, I I need to go to college for four years mm -hmm. and do this and like that's you know how the book says to do it. I would say not to let capitalism dictate the the direction in which you need to go. Yeah. You know, because I'm clearly a definition of success of not taking that route. For sure. Um, and when I say don't let capitalism, I, I feel like especially our country has been like, oh, you need to yeah. you go to college and that yeah. costs money. And then, oh, well, college isn't enough. Now, now you also need grad school. Yeah. So, and that costs money. And yeah. I know so many friends with real doctorates, not just honorary ones <laughs> like mine, that are waiting tables. And there's nothing wrong with that, but they, the, they're also waiting tables with like half a million dollars in, in debt yeah. for school. Yeah. You know, so I, I would say don't let, you know, the, the societal norms yeah. that, that these corporations have ingrained in us to think that we have to do to be a success. Don't let that dictate your, your outcome because you yeah. don't have to take the quote unquote traditional road to success to end up at a successful destination. There are sure. many roads to a success, successful destination. Wow. And it is about the journey, not not the, yeah. the money you spend getting there, the the 
the the check marks on the list that society gives you, you know. Yeah. So don't don't let society tell you how to succeed. Yeah, that's great. I mean, if you look at it, a lot of times the people that succeed the most are the ones that don't take that traditional. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. respect you so much for like you. you weren't handed anything on any silver platter yeah. you know, by any means Thanks. um and like you are you are the only reason you are at you know where you're at today i mean of course there's you know people and things along the way but yeah. without your drive uh at my stores i had a uh, one of the guy that was running like part of the business aspect of it, a good friend of mine for like 20 years, but he had a, a business degree, you know, I did MBA. And that's why I brought him in. Cause I'm like, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing, right. even though looking back I did, but I didn't think I did. So I've always like, I'm like, I'm going to bring in somebody smarter than me at the things that I don't have knowledge of. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the keys to success is if you don't know how to do something, either A, figure it out or bring in somebody that does, yeah. you know, don't be, have such a big ego to think that, oh, I'm the only one that can do this. Like bring in somebody that does. So I brought him in and him and I would always butt heads because I'd be like, oh, we should do it this way. And he's like, no, this is the way you do it. And one day he's like, you know, uh, it just annoys the hell out of me that that was successful. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, well, don't get me wrong. He's like, you know, but you always go about things in such an untraditional way. And he's like, I think one of the reasons why you're successful is because you don't have my education. You don't have those books and those professors that are like, this is the check. This is the yeah. checklist. Yeah. This is a successful business. This is the way you're supposed to do it. You have no idea what you're doing. Yeah. So you're just like, hey, let's try this. And yeah. if it doesn't work, we'll try something else. You know, yeah. you don't have have fear of all these professors or this education telling you, oh, well, if you do it this way, this you're not going to be successful. You just try it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, and so he's like, where well, I always have all these voices in the back of my head of all these people who, you know, taught but weren't actually out there doing anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you don't. You just are like, hey, try yeah. it. So don't yeah. be afraid to try things. Yeah. yeah. Like every failure you have makes your success even greater. Every failure you have, either a is that moment that you're like, wait, what I'm doing is not the right thing that I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And this failure has taught me that. And now I'm going to try and I'm going to find that thing I am going to be successful at. Mm. Or it's that failure that teaches you that the thing that you are trying to be successful at needs to be done just a little bit differently. You need to pivot a little. Yeah. So don't be afraid of failure. Failures are, in my book, your successes. Like yeah. I have always say, I'm like, I have failed upwards in life. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's such a good saying. Very, very good. That. That's how you learn. That's how yeah. you learn and grow. Yeah. And throughout like all of that timeline that we talked about, and mm. I mean, I guess even still now, do you are you still in contact with your family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I oh, awesome. just got back from my my mom. My father just passed away about two weeks ago. Oh my gosh. Um, so I was back home in Missouri until uh Saturday. Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. Oh, Thank you. So sorry. Yeah. Um we didn't speak for a few years. Yeah. Like we didn't have a great relationship at all for a few years, but the yeah. last you know, 25 years have been, have been great. Yeah. Like my, my dad loved my husband. You know, I'd sometimes I think he loved my husband more than me. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we'd FaceTime, yeah. he'd be like, where's my favorite one? And I'm like, he's over there. <laughs> That's literally my yeah. family with him. That was so yeah. sweet. My husband's Aww. name is Dewey. And my dad's always like, where's doo-doo? Where's my doo-doo at? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's so tender. I love that. Okay. So fast forward, you mm-hmm. get cast on this show and you've talked about that. I find this so interesting because I feel like this 
it's a common thread that people think they want fame and success and then <laughs> then they don't. Uh, not saying you didn't, but you didn't like fully struggle or like you kind of like hit depression hard after your first season. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, it's Hollywood is kind of a, can we curse? Yeah. yeah Hollywood's like a mind fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, all like before the keys to my success was working hard yeah, yeah. and, and being good at what I did. Yeah. And then, you know, Hollywood's not about that. Yeah. Hollywood's either about the connection you made or the way you look, you know, it's, it's not about just putting the hard work in. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of hit me hard in the beginning, Yeah, you know, cause it didn't matter. Yeah. What how, were you like yeah. starting to notice like that you're like, oh, I am like struggling right now. Like what signs and symptoms yeah. for? Um, I mean, you know, not wanting to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the huge first tall tale sign is, you know. Yeah the light comes on or comes to the windows or the alarm goes off and you're just like, yeah, no, and you just turn it off. Today. And, and, you know, our business can sometimes cultivate that because, you know, most jobs Monday through Friday, you're at work, you know, all year, unless you're taking a vacation, but there's downtime in our business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's sometimes a few months or more, you know, where yeah. you're just, you're at home mm-hmm. and, and that makes it worse. Yeah. You know, so luckily for me though, I, you know, I still have my design firm. So I, I there was some times where I could just like force myself to go in there and, yeah. Yeah. which would help. Yeah. But yeah, our, our business can sometimes make depression worse. Yeah. That's because you're not keeping your mind busy. You're just like sitting yeah. around in your thoughts. Yeah. Which is bad sometimes. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's not, it's not it. a normal yeah. job where like, yeah. yeah, you like work really hard for, you know, a few months, six mm-hmm. months, and then you can go three, four months with nothing. And it, yeah, exactly. And and the fact that those like six months are ex- very intense, yeah. emotionally, yeah. mentally, physically, they can be very, very intense. Yeah. And then you're just like, there's no reason to get up. Yeah. And yeah. so that sometimes you can really fall into i have no reason to get up i'm yep. just you know mm. feeling pointless yeah 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 it's very true i love new perspectives that's, <laughs> one, that's like one of my favorite things about the podcast is having like every time we have a guest on i like walk away with like a new perspective on something or you know i haven't looked at something this way or i learned something as you started noticing you know these these signs what did you do to help you get out of it like what was the answer I mean, for me, like I said, you know, I, I started making sure I kept myself busy. Uh-huh. You know, um, I actually got medical help too. I, I started taking, I think it was Wellbutrin. Um, you know, because a lot of times things like that have stigmas. Oh, yeah. you know, you know yeah. mental health has such a stigma. Oh, it's a weakness when, you know, if you had an ache or pain anywhere else, you'd take a pill for it. Yeah. You know, if you had a problem with your thyroid, you'd yeah. take a pill for it. Your brain's just another organ in your body that, you know. Yeah just happens to run all the other ones so you need to think about that more yeah um so i I got the help i needed you know and i I think that a lot of times people are are scared to ask for that help because again there's just such a stigma it's perceived as a weakness when asking for help is to me a huge strength yeah yeah for sure on the medication note i Mm -hmm. actually would love to hear your experience with this i recently like had a full psych eval done and my psychiatrist recommended that i go on adhd medication i read that you talked about you know going off of yours Mm -hmm. you felt like your depression it wasn't like it got worse but you know the medication was almost treating it so that was actually the same time yeah until you brought that up i had totally forgot about that so when when we were done filming yeah 
I wasn't at an office anymore. I wasn't filming. And I'm like, oh, I don't need to take this every day, even though I've been on it my whole life. Yeah. Wow. You know, ever since I was, I think, in like first grade. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just like, oh, I, I'm going to, you know, give my body a rest, give yeah. my brain a rest. And so I just stopped taking it which exacerbated my depression. And when I went into my doctor, because my biological mother has problems with depression, you know, my biological sister does. So it it runs in my family. And I had always thought to myself, I don't have that problem. Mm -hmm. They all have to be medicated. I'm fine, you know. But when I talked to my doctor and I I've told him, I was like, oh yeah, I took myself off. And he was like, oh, often Adderall is used to treat depression when nothing else works. He's like, so you probably have been medicating your depression your whole life. Without you just that. didn't realize that you were doing so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I am off of it now, um, but I, I did it the right way and yeah. I, I tapered myself off yeah. of it. I was in quarantine for weeks in Canada during, during COVID waiting to film a show. And I slowly took myself off of it. Yeah. Um, and, and now, like, I, I feel like I don't, don't need it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like, I'm even like sketched out about taking an Advil, which I, I don't, why am I? Because as like a nurse working, yeah. I literally gave pills like it was nobody's business. Uh, I have no clue why I'm like that, but I am apprehensive to do it because of like the aftermath. I mean, obviously, there's a, a smart way to do it. Yeah. But, I I think it's it's a great medicine. Obviously, it's yeah. it's abused by some people, but for me, it's if I hadn't have had it, like I really do have ADD, like yeah. hardcore. And you yeah. can tell, like I'll be painting a room, and I'll be painting over here, and I'm like, oh, wonder what it's gonna look like over there. And I'll go over and I'll paint that corner, and then I'm like, oh, wonder what's gonna look like over there. And then you look, and there's just like all these <laughs> random yeah. spots painted in a room, and not one wall is finished right. because I can't concentrate on that one wall before I'm like, oh the next wall yeah. and, and I didn't even realize that until one day I actually took a step back and I looked at this room and I was like oh my god if you could look up the definition yeah. of ADD it would be a picture of this room yeah. Yeah. and so especially when I was running my, my retail and my, my design business every day I had to have that to focus yeah. or yeah. I, I would have never been able to be successful at business because yeah. I would not have been able to concentrate on one thing long enough yeah. to actually accomplish anything yeah. Sure. Yeah. So if it, if you have ADD, if you need that, I am in full support of, of taking it. Yeah. I think it's great. But like now, I don't have to run the day to day detail like mm-hmm. that of my company, and yeah. so yeah. I would rather not be on something yeah. because I, I don't need that type of focus anymore. Yeah. You know, there are still moments in life where I'm like, oh, <laughs> maybe I should take it every day because yeah. I'm just like off in another zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me now, I'm just at a point in my life where I'm like, yeah, I don't need to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's it made great. me very skinny. It really does curb your appetite. Like yeah. I would just, I would work all day Yeah, and I would be like, hungry. oh, I didn't eat lunch. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so for me, like I just, I wanted to focus more on working out and fitness. I have more time now. And so I'm like, yeah. I actually need calories now. So yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Our friend, our friend is like that. Yeah. He's on some heavy ADD medication. He like won't have an appetite, but then like at the end of the day when it wears off, He'll, yeah, he'll get really hungry. Yeah, he'll Which is, yeah, yeah he'll, the worst time of day to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll be like eight o'clock p.m. And he's, he's like, I've had a smoothie, and we're like, dude, like you what? need food, and then he and he's working out like crazy too. Yeah. He's he's doing like two hour workouts, and he has a smoothie all day, and eight o'clock hits, and and then all of a sudden he's starving. <laughs> has a lot of pizza, and <laughs> yeah, and then makes up for the calories. All of his basically. crap. Yeah, I know. Yeah, empty calories. <laughs> so your new book right at home yes just came out so you talk about 
all things mm-hmm. interior design and the intersection of home and mental health yeah. in your book. Like, where did that, where did that idea come from? You know, since the show came out, even before that, people have been asking me to do a design book. Yeah. And, you know, design books are great. There's yeah. a, you know, there's a need for everything. But doing just like a pretty coffee table book filled with homes that honestly make most people feel inadequate about their mm. own home, yeah. you know, and the things that are kind of unattainable wasn't something I wanted to do. Yeah. And again, I'm not knocking any beautiful coffee table design book. They have, everything has its place. There's a need for everything. But for me, I wanted to do something that would actually help people yeah. understand design and articulate who they were because ultimately your home is like your phone charger. You know, if you don't get yourself plugged in at night, if your home is not fully charging you, you're not going to make it through the next day, just like yeah. your phone wouldn't make it through the next day if it didn't get fully charged. Yeah. So I, I really wanted to help people, A, figure out what makes them tick. You yeah. know, and one of the first chapters we talk about, let's normalize not asking people what their design aesthetic is because mm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, and, and most people can't articulate that anyways unless they're, they've done a lot of research into it. You know, I, it's, it's talking about, let's instead ask people what makes them happy. Mm. Yeah. Because that's what needs to be in your home. Yeah. You know, I we had a hero once on the show who had inherited his his grandmother's home. And it was really cool, funky from the 70s, but not at all the home of a 27-year-old bachelor in, in yeah. you know, the 20 teens. And I, you know, I tried to figure out what he liked design-wise, and he just didn't know. Yeah. Didn't, you know, his answers. And even if he did answer something, I'd in my mind I'd be like, that's bullshit. Like that's just right. something you've yeah. heard before. That's not you. Right. You're just giving me the answers you think I want to hear. Yeah. So instead I learned, I'm like, ask I asked him what his favorite show was. Mm. And he was like, Mad Men. And I'm like, okay, 50s, mid-century. And I'm like, what's your dream vacation? He's like, oh, Cuba. I'm like, also 50s. You know, oh. Cuba's still very much stuck in the 50s with the cars and the architecture. Right. Um, and so I did his home in mid-century modern and I did this cool mural of Havana and I did some like banana leaf wallpaper in the bathroom and he walks in and he's like, oh my God, this is exactly what I would imagine my home should be like without ever really realizing this is what my home should be like. Yeah. Everything in here, I just have such an emotional attachment to, oh, wow. which is really weird to me because none of this, this stuff doesn't feel like mine, but it does feel like mine because I have an emotional attachment to you i don't get it and i'm like why well, asked you about the things that you're passionate about and the things that make you happy and the things yeah. that you know excite you and that's what i filled your home with and that's what everybody should you know yeah. so the book in the beginning talks about figuring out what kind of makes you tick and it yeah. starts out with asking you like what's your favorite article of clothing you know, if it's like your worn leather jacket, I'm like, you'll probably like some leather accents in the room. Or if yeah. it's a chunky sweater, I'm like, you'll probably like some like cable knit throws and, and pillows, you know. So figuring out those little details that you can start from. Wow. And then we talk about functionality. Mm-hmm. We talk about organization. You know, we talk about dealing with design and, and, and grief. You know, like I mentioned earlier, my father passing. Like yeah. I took this book home last week and I sat it on the counter. I wasn't even thinking of it. My mom opened up to that page mm-hmm. talking about how you know, to help somebody move on to where they're still keeping a memory of their loved one, but where it's, they're able to to process it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, there is, we have chapters about color theory and and lighting and plants and every single chapter also has a room guide, like kids rooms for organization and a kitchen, like your kitchen should be your sous chef. You know, your kitchen should be organized in a way where it, it function and and we talk about how function is the mother of design. Like yeah. your first thought about a room is how does it function? How is it going to better my life? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's this 
like little stories about teaching people how their space really can affect not only, you know, their space, but their, their work performance, you know, like making your bed in the morning. You don't really think about that as a huge accomplishment. Oh, I made my bed. I'm so great. But you know, if you tell yourself you're going to make your bed and you do, you are preconditioning. I don't know if you drive electric cars, but before you go to charge your car, if you put in a, the destination of a, a charger, your yep. battery will say preconditioning for charging. Yep. Yeah. It's getting your car ready to do a great charge. When you do a little accomplishment like that, you're preconditioning your mind to be successful for that day. Yeah. So you make your bed. By the time you get to work, you're already in that mindset of I'm accomplishing the goals I'm yeah. setting out to accomplish. So when true. in turn, when you go to walk out the door, you see that bed unmade and you're like, ah, I told myself I was going to do that, but I didn't have time. You've preconditioned your mind to not succeed at the things you want to succeed at. Mm. And, you know, and like, Organizing your medicine cabinet, a cabinet in your in your bathroom. You've got so many lotions and stuff in there that yeah. are expired. You don't use them anymore. And you yeah. keep telling yourself you're gonna go through it and get away. And I mean, I'm guilty of it as well. But you don't, you yeah. don't do it. And then, you know, you get this beautiful, amazing new face cream you've spent way more than you should on, and you you know, you push it in there and you close <laughs> the door. And then the next morning you get up and you open it up and that falls in the sink and it's yeah. glass because you're responsible and you don't buy plastic and it <laughs> breaks in the sink and you're just pissed. Yeah. And so by the time you get down to make breakfast for the kids, they're pissing you off more than they should have. And by the time you get on the road and that person cuts you off, the road rage kicks in and <laughs> you end up on Twitter for screaming and flipping people <laughs> off. Um, you know, yeah. when if you had just organized medicine cabinet, yeah, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, so just so many things in your home affect your mental health. Yeah. Um, and I really want people to, to start thinking about that. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you explaining that, I'm so excited to read it because I feel like this past year, I feel like our lives have gotten like significantly busier. Yeah. And I miss COVID, right? Yeah. Well, uh, you you're probably don't feel the same. Yeah, way. I don't really Being miss a COVID too much. nurse. <laughs> yeah, obviously not totally, but you know, I, I do miss the the yes. priorities we all changed yeah. around to where we thought about our mental health more. I yeah. think now we're almost back to where we were before where we're putting it on a back burner. Again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And now that we're so busy, the like clutter of our house if there's like a little something it will like drive me crazy yeah my poor husband deals with the wrath of me if there's like he'll like he's gotten better he's gotten better (laughs) he'll do little things like take you know take the trash out but not put a new bag in or like little some little clutter things but but if you took the trash out isn't it your responsibility to put the bag see this is the thing though is i do all the cleaning (laughs) And all okay. the laundry. No, nope. my bad. Yeah, we he have. cooks. He cooks, but I do all of the, all of the everything. My husband and I usually like whichever one of us takes the trash out, the other one will put the bag in. So we're usually both in the same room yeah. as it's happening. Yeah. It's like, I mean, so if, if I there, take I it will. back, I come back. It's in. If he takes it out, yeah. When he comes back, I've done it. I yeah. think. Yeah. I think that. Would but if you are time. doing the majority of the cleaning, everything she's else, definitely then, yeah, the cleaner. Yeah. Definitely yeah. the cleaner. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm definitely back at that point where there's always an unpacked suitcase on the bedroom floor yeah. yep because yep. we're back to traveling again yeah sadly we literally have three in our room i think at least carry-on. three right now great yeah. we love that for <laughs> us we love that yeah. for us i don't i i hate it, but i'm i'm always now in a perpetual state of either packing or unpacking yeah yeah so you're so like, I'm just like oh what's the point i yeah. know just leave it there just take <laughs> some things out of it put yeah. some new put things some in things. yeah 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 oh my gosh but it's so true i'm like we're passionate about 
your home is like your sanctuary. Like it's your safe space. Yeah. And then I I feel like I haven't felt that ever until this year. Like with all this construction we've been doing, I've like been out of whack like the past month or two because I like don't have my like quiet, clean yeah. area yeah. to be in. So yeah. it's very important. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I keep postponing doing my own renovation of my own home. <laughs> I mean, you're busy. You're busy. I feel you. You're doing other homes. That's okay. Um, where can people buy the book? And then also, you're like going on tour. You're doing some yeah, like fun yeah. stops. So too. you can head to bobbyburke.com and that's B E R K uh, slash book. And there's a list of retailers. Um, okay. Do me a favor, support small. We love our small booksellers. Yes. So before you click on the, the big guys, yeah. um, give some of those little bookshops a chance. Like uh, and then I'm starting tour on the, I think, 11th of September. Oh. I'll first be in New York and then I'll be in DC and then Kansas City and then LA and then San Francisco. And then in early October, I'll be in Chicago. I think San Diego at one point. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll link it down below. So people yeah, can go. The link. That's super Thank exciting. You. Can go. We're gonna in. have to go to somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. Uh, the LA one will be at Barnes and Noble, the Grove. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Fun. Okay. Yeah. I love that there. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. We're so excited about the book. Yes. We're linking the link to get the book. Linking the link. Linking the link. We're linking the link. She We're linking it twice. She be We're going to find out if it's naughty or nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. Yes. Thank you so much for squeezing us into your day. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow our pod and check out full episodes on YouTube. You can follow me at Taylor Lautner, my lovely wife at Tay Lautner. Check out The Squeeze on Instagram at The Squeeze. And also give a give a little uh, glance and a follow to Lemons by Tay. That's at Lemons by Tay on Instagram and LemonsbyTay.com. And also be sure to email us, lautner.thesqueezepodcast at gmail.com if you guys have any questions, any guests you'd like to see. We've gotten some interesting emails so far, which has been awesome. But most importantly, please continue to talk about your journey with those around you and send our show to a friend that you think could use a little extra squeeze in their life. Absolutely. Toodles magoodles, everyone. Magoodles. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.